Hey, it's Bill Simmons. We're not just reacting to the NBA playoffs on my podcast. We're also doing it on the Ringer NBA show and the Mismatch podcast. They are coming after some of these NBA playoff games. Check it out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. You will be happier on the show than you've been in a while. Why? Show. Are you not going to be mean? I don't have any, Oh, no, I'll be mean to you. I don't have anything to openly rant about, though. So I'm ready to just get into some, get into some sports. Right to sports. You, uh, you're in an interesting mood. Uh, you I just walked in. You are, you were calm. Now your sports, I thought for sure you were being calm and quiet because there was something bad that was about to happen. Sports are good. No, I have nothing, nothing <laughs> negative. What's going on in your mind? I feel like there's something going on. I am pumped. Oh my God. He's, he's I'm excited to smile. be here. There's something Celtics weird. Celtics are going to the ECF. That is yep. Eastern Conference. What's the F stand for though? Finals. There you go. Houston Conference Finals. Yes. Start tomorrow night. We are talking sports, baby. Um, that's it. We're done with sports. That's all I've got a couple things talk. to get off my chest. Oh, no, dear I do Lord. not. I do not. Okay. I'm just kidding. So we're going basketball heavy to start, though. We have to talk about it. Well, we have to. And then a Fenway review. All right. Well, then let's go ahead and do the rundown. Rundown. NBA playoff results lead to sharp spikes in a few guys and some drops in some other ones. We're going to review that. Fenway Card Show. Uh, we're gonna break that down. Big release week. We got to talk about. I a forgot few... to. I forgot to take out the word big. It's just a release week. I'm release sorry. week. Thank it you. is. Mike, cut that. Uh, <laughs> cut it. Just, just put. Uh, when I say big, put in small. Okay. Um, rip crown. Uh, so we're gonna. We have crown royal that we're going to rip live on a podcast where you can all hear it. It's gonna. When sound I do this, so by good. the way, for the idiots who are like, why would you ever break product on a podcast? He's, me, by the way, I, I just, said that. well, Jesse, too. I enjoy ripping product and I don't care that you can't see it. That's <laughs> the most basic way. If you want to go live from Instagram for a minute to do to show that, I'm more than happy to do that. I will tell you, I, I just want to rip it once in a while. I already made him promise that it will be not a it's long a one pack break and there are only eight cards. So it's fine. People you... are in, however, I would like you in conjunction with that big word there conjunction, junction. What's your function? I'd like you to pull up the kaboom info from our Instagram post. Uh, sure. Thank you. Um, uh, we got to talk a little news in the hobby, and that includes scams, reactions. To is that straight things. facts, homie? Is that going to be that whole section there? Do you have other stuff? Or is no, it just well, that? because of this and the amount of time it's going to take, I'm not going to do a whole straight facts, homie, because I think that's going to be... If we're ahead on back. time, could you? Then I'll, yeah, I'll throw, I'll throw in one or two things. Okay. Uh, and then mailbag. So, with all that being said... <laughs> Big picture. NBA playoffs. 
Celtics, baby. Oh my, I thought you would be super pumped. I didn't even hear a text from you. There wasn't even a message I'm, in the group. I'm just going to say this right now. So it's as clear as day. Yeah. Had free tickets to last night's game seven. Yeah. We decided to do the responsible thing and come home to our families who yep. are either humans or dogs, either way. <laughs> it's Get back important. into our normal schedule. Yep. Um, I'm just setting a disclaimer here for anybody who is involved with me on a personal basis, my wife, anybody else, my dogs. You owe me one. <laughs> we are going. Well, I shouldn't say we. I am going to a finals game if they make the finals. Oh. So do you do you know people who have tickets already to already finals? made my already made my messages, already asked my favors. So okay. if they make the finals, I will be going to the game. All right. That's There'll fair. be no qualms about it. Um, One of the many QU words, qualms. I will be going. That isn't, you know what? This isn't a rant, but I do have to take some oh, shots. No. The amount of people yesterday who flipped out. This is a couple of ringer hosts. This isn't a bill shot either. There's a couple other guys. The Bucks need to seriously retool their, you know, rethink what they're doing next year. I'm a Celtics fan. I'm pumped they won. They went to game seven. Without Chris Middleton, take a breath. They have Middleton, Giannis, Holiday, and Grayson Allen locked up next year. You don't need a whole lot more than that. I'm pretty sure Lopez is as well. People are freaking out about the rest of the... What are we talking about? They won the championship last year. They just pushed the Celtics to game seven without Middleton. If they have Middleton, it's probably a 50-50. Probably a toss-up. If not, they have an edge and probably win the series or may win the series. They're not retooling anything. Don't do anything different. Resign your guys six through 10 and you will be fine. Giannis is clearly the best player on the planet. There were times yesterday he is the greatest. He was the best scorer on the floor, the best rebounder, the best passer, which his passing ability has come miles, and the best defender all at once. The guy is unbelievable. He's 27, 28 years old. That's the guy. So to our fellow Ringer podcast hosts, he means that with all due respect. Kevin said this. I'm just saying. Kevin was making this whole thing about this going I, through contracts. Who looks at the contract after the top three guys? That's a bad all, take. And he has a show called The Ringer NBA. With all due respect. Oh, I, no respect. That's a bad take. Oh like, what God. are we talking about? You love to double down. It's almost like I should go the opposite way and say be mean. What would you have to say about it? I, I want you I'm to. I'm just saying. That's a horrible take. Guys on ESPN were saying this too. Laughable. The Bucks are going to. You start next season with everybody healthy next year. The Bucs are the one or two best odds on favorite to win, the, to, to win the championship. No question. So that's that. Well, with that being said, do we want to go ahead and jump into the report? Or do you Talk to me about Giannis. About, okay. Because here's my feeling on Giannis while you pull up his pricing. I didn't sell a single Giannis card this weekend. I have, I'm not planning to now either. I will hold my Giannis cards. I'm expecting a bit of a dip because they just got eliminated. Maybe they'll drop a little in the offseason. There is no need to overreact and sell Giannis. Anybody who is overreacting to Giannis right now is an absolute fool. Can you just say Janice and do us all a favor? Gee, You're not impressing yeah. anybody by saying Giannis. Antetokounmpo. Uh, now that is impressive. Um, all right. So we do have some pricing. Max was kind enough to this do a little report. This is all from this morning to this afternoon. So all day after. Yes. Um, so Giannis in particular. Don't say that again. <laughs> uh, card 2013 Prism Rookie PSA 10. Yep. This card is down of almost 13%. There is a pop count of almost 2,800 on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was selling at 1625. Now, as of today, selling for 1416. Uh, I would almost expect that's the beginning of the drop. But I would say maybe another 10%. Yeah. You got to remember, too, that last summer when I was selling those cards, it was six to 7,000. So that card may come down a little bit more. Okay. And if you're like eager to get out of the Giannis market for some reason, then sell it right now. Yeah, over the next couple of weeks. 
Does he have any other examples of Giannis, or is that kind of what you saw across the board? That was the one that he pulled, okay. but I can pull up some other ones if you want to. No, I mean, up. his hoops was kind of the same thing, a bit of a drop. There's no reason to overreact with Giannis, unless you just have your, it's tying up your capital, you can't, you know, you can't make other moves. Then by all means, sell him right now today. Don't wait a week. Personally, okay. I'm just holding. I don't think there's any reason to go crazy. This uh, one did drop even more. So yeah, twenty five percent. Yeah, because that was doing like five thirty five, sure. and now, now it's doing four hundred, right? Three ninety five. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. No problem. I just think that no reason. And I don't think anybody is anyway. So it's kind of a, a fairly invalid point. But just with Giannis, sell him right now if you need the cash back and the capital. Put him in the do not touch box, like I'm going to for the next three four months, and just forget him. Like I think that is the best thing to do with him. He is the face of the NBA next year. I don't think there's even that close of a discussion. Some people would argue Luca because they're high on this victory. Other guys would argue Joker because he's coming off back-to-back MVPs. All those things are fine. I don't think it's that close with Giannis and number two, quite frankly. So you are a hold if you already if you already have him. Yeah. But if I don't have him, is there a buying opportunity or no? Wait a little bit. It'll drop in the offseason. I think. Do you think buy still? I mean, you just got done touting him as one of the best players. Absolutely. If he's going to drop any more than that, and you want to buy him in a month or two? Sure. Don't buy him right now. Obviously, the next couple of weeks, attention is going to go elsewhere. The spending basketball. Okay. We'll focus on guys who are still playing. But please don't buy into this ridiculous talk that next year the Bucks are going to have a sliding season, and that and so it may affect his pricing. I think that is the most foolish line of reasoning I've heard. Okay. Uh, um, let's keep it up with the losers, by the way. Cool. The Suns literally could have sat in this studio and been what as happened? effective as they were on the court last night. Wasn't there like a almost 50 point gap at some point? 46 like, points. Geez. I've been saying, I don't take victory laps often because I'm not <laughs> right that often. Chris Paul is the single most overrated postseason player in the history of mankind. I believe he's now three and five in game sevens. The guy was a total jellyfish on the court last night. I mean, it was brutal how bad they were. His playoff stats, he only had, he was averaging 17 points per game. Which is not bad for a point guard. What's he averaging for assists? Uh, Nine? Eight. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. He doesn't show up in big games. There's a reason he's been to the finals one time, went up 2 nothing and lost to the Bucks last year. They were up 2 nothing in this series. They were also up 3-2 to two in this series. That's pathetic. I'm and last of- night was at home. I'm glad this is one of the few times people totally overreacted right after the fact. Mm-hmm. And I woke up the next morning. I thought this isn't an overreaction. Magic Johnson, Steph, Isaiah, John Stockton. It is not a discussion that they are all better point guards than him historically. It's just not. I know the 12 year olds who are on TikTok now have never <laughs> seen those guys play and think Steph is the greatest basketball player. He's not also not the greatest point guard, mm-hmm. but those four guys are head and shoulders above Chris Ball all time. Well, you want to throw him in the Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, uh, Oscar Robertson, him, Peyton, like mix those guys up, fine. But Chris Paul is not a top four point guard of all time. And I don't want to hear any nonsense about it anymore. That was laughably yesterday. Devin Booker, 11 points yesterday, also garbage. We're supposed to talk nonsense. The name of the podcast is nonsense. What's Booker pricing and CP doing? So let's go to Chris Paul first since we're already talking about him. He's 2005, uh, Tops Chrome, PSA 10. It was doing as of May 4th. So what? Mm-hmm. Almost a little less than two weeks ago. May the 4th. 825. Be with you. $825 okay. as of today. And also with you. Uh, and also with you. Uh, as of today, it has dropped down to $531. Good. I mean, that's a 30, almost 36. Fire <laughs> sale. Um, it's a huge drop. And I'm just kind of surprised with the age of Chris Paul. Like, I don't know. Like, how many more years does he have? He's 37, I think. 
So, and we've seen this the last couple of years, great regular seasons. And then yeah. he kind of wears down the postseason. There's no excuse for yesterday though. If that's the last like huge postseason moment for him, talk about a horrible stain on the end of your career. And I know that's probably a little bit of an overstatement because it's the day after, but yeah. that was brutal. There is the other, uh, tops product that, uh, his Paper? rookie, yeah, the, the just regular tops, uh, 2005 PSA 10, it didn't drop nearly as much. That one was selling pretty regularly around like 270 or for so. A 10? Yeah. yeah. For a 10. Okay. What's it doing now? 216. Still 30% though. 60 bucks off 20. What's that? 20. Oh, 25%. Yeah. So not quite as much, but it, it I think you'll see those continue to drop too. I may, I just, I, I do. I, so here's the question then, if you don't hold them already, do you even consider buying? I wouldn't. No, I'm out. I'm out on Chris Paul. I have been for a long time. Okay. Like if it, something had happened last year was different, fine. But I just don't, I also think, and I've been saying this for a while too, I think this is a year we're starting to see the new young faces take over the league. Mm-hmm. LeBron, Durant, Curry are not in the argument for best player in the league. Yeah. It's Giannis and then Joker. And then as of right now, this moment on the planet, Luca and Tatum playing the way they're playing are top five, top 10 guys in the league. Like look at the teams that are left. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. Butler's the biggest name in Miami. I'm go- and, and now Miami made the bubble year. That's fine. But realistically, you've got a team from the East that's going to go. I think Boston. I hope so. Mm-hmm. And out West, you've got a revamped Warriors team. But what if Dallas beats them? Like, I just think you're starting to see the young guys take over, mm. which I love. I actually, I've, I enjoy the parody we're starting to see in the NBA. Ooh, what about, word. what about that. Booker? Booker T. So Booker went 2015 hoops. Rookie is his uh, rookie card. The so he he was doing thirty three dollars. This is for a raw card, not graded. Now it's seventeen dollars, down forty six percent. He does have a Spectra rookie auto jersey that sold on May twelfth, so four days ago for five hundred sixty five dollars. Three fifty, four oh five. Oh, okay, still twenty percent, twenty five percent off. Yeah, it's. You underachieve as a number one seed like that. That's tough. Um, obviously, a ton of upside with Booker. Yeah. Like in the offseason, I'm not touching Chris Paul when prices, like if prices continue to fall another mm-hmm. 10, 15, 20%. Booker, I think, is probably somebody you look at. I am curious why he didn't do his prism card for that year. Let me just look up Devin Booker's. See if there's any sales on that prism card today. Yeah. So let's see. Go to eBay completed listings, center of card that will have day after. Okay. So just to put it in perspective, though, that 2015 Devin Booker PSA 10. Prism. Prism. It was doing, uh, let's see, five ninety five as of the twelfth. So Four days ago. When did they lose? They lost yesterday, yesterday, last night. So it already. This may or may not have taken into account that loss because it dropped down to four hundred and thirty. What's the pop on that? Do you have that or no? Uh, Sixteen hundred. Yeah. I mean, the fact that that's still out. Here's what's interesting, though. That card's selling about on par with the Luca right now, but Luca has twenty two thousand. So, man. Most of these guys are dropping down. So all of these losses, um, Chris people. Paul being the worst as far as like that Topps Chrome one mm-hmm. for Chris Paul, that is lower than it's been in almost two years. And these other ones, Devin Booker and uh, Chris Paul's papers also. So Chris Paul Chrome is, is almost pre-COVID now. Just about. So dude, if that fell another 10 or 15%, yeah. that's not a horrible card if you just like Chris Paul because he's still a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't want to completely kill the guy. So if you're going to buy that card and hold it, okay. But man, short term, like I'm not buying that guy in the short term. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's talk about the winners then, especially from yesterday, Luca and Tatum. Start with Luca. So Luca, 2018 Prism Silver, 
Uh, PSA nine is what, what are they doing? Carrying. Like twenty five hundred ish. Well, this is a PSA nine. Oh, okay. Um, so five eighty seven hundred. It was doing six fifty. It is Close. now doing. What day, please? On the six fifty. Uh, that was <laughs> two weeks ago. So hang on. Uh, that's I don't have the exact date, but I can pull it the up. The fifth, the fourth. So six fifty. <laughs> it's doing seven sixty as of today. So I saw a number of these actually sell on Facebook last night too. Two seven hundred seven fifty right after the game. Really? Yep. Right. Oh, Lucas wow. stuff was all over the place. What's this PSA 10 Prism doing right now? Is that on there or no? Let me see. So, Luca, because those is, cards have been uh, again right at about the 400 mark. Um. So PSA 10 Prism is only doing, sales from today. Yep. Uh, let me see if it didn't. Oh, dang! It didn't include today. Uh, one second. So this is again. It's just an 18 Prism PSA 10. Are you looking at the silver though? No, I'm just looking at the base. Oh, I was looking at silver. Uh, let's see. I got it right here. So again, the pop count on this, to keep in mind, is about 22,000 right now, I believe. After last night's game on the 16th, well, today's the 16th. Yeah, 475, 499, 470, 480, 495, 499. That card's up from, it was doing a little over four, but still not bad. Mm -hmm. The card's almost at $500 now. Okay. If they, and it's not impossible, although I don't think it likely, if they beat the Warriors, the most imp- if if they play the Celtics in the finals, it would be the greatest thing for the hobby of basketball. Because you'd have some young kind of forgotten stars in Tatum and Brown. Yeah. Not forgotten, but they're not on the Luka, Joker, Giannis level. Yeah. And we're seeing their hobby hype really kick in now. And then obviously the Lucas, the Lucas star effect is crazy. Jalen Brunson stuff has been on fire lately compared to what it was. I'm rooting for that series. Now I think Golden State wins, but that's besides the point. Luka is way up. I think you hold though. I honestly, so if you're short term on this, I don't think there's any reason to sell Luca right now because he's going to win a couple of games against Golden State and he's going to go off in some of them, like 40, 12, and 10. Hold Luca. If, if your plan is to sell, hold him until at least midway through this series when he has a huge game. I Did would say the same the for Prism Brunson. PSA 10, what that one was doing. That's what I'm talking about. You, the silver, I mean, I'm sorry. No, what's oh. the silver up to? Silver's up to 2,900. And it was like two grand a couple weeks ago, yeah. 22 a couple. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me because there's still a lot of guys like me who wouldn't touch that base card. So it makes sense that the growth is higher on silver and above. Yeah, man. Not bad. All right. I'll tell you the card I'm excited about because I think he's going to play next season is my Robert Williams Blue Ice. It's like a $250 card right now, but Mm -hmm. he's been out. If that dude plays really well, maybe has a big game and it's an SGC nine. Yeah. Maybe. Honestly, does it go to three or 400? I don't know. I think there's so now let's focus on the Celtics. What do you have for Tatum stuff? Do we save Celtics for the end and do heat first? This is the end. Well, we're only talking about the, the team that just won. Heat won a few days ago. I don't care about the Heat. Okay. Um, so then... What's the Heat, by the way, are the most disrespected team in the hobby. It's wild. As good as Jimmy Butler is, nobody cares about him in the hobby compared to other things. Let's just talk Celtics. Well, then, just for a quick thing... Give me a uh, quick Jimmy. Jimmy is up 10% not, over not the last two Dean. weeks. Jimmy Butler. I am not talking Funny about Funny enough, fingers. I didn't think that. Did you get to- <laughs> I didn't think that. I didn't hey, go hey. there immediately. Same thought. That is neat. <laughs> no, because I said the opposite. Tyler Hero is up 10% and Max Struess is up. Uh, Huge. Jeez, I was like, I was trying to look at this to see if this is accurate. I wish it was a so it's a 2019 <laughs> rookie. Uh, I don't think this is necessarily a very high pop count card. But it's a uh, 2019 rookie penmanship auto uh, card sold for twelve fifty in on the end of February. Same card just sold twelve dollars and twelve dollars and fifty. What did it sell for the other day? One hundred and fifty. Fifty one dollars. So five oh, x four x. Yeah. Your face by when you did that, you were like, 
was like, that don't make sense. But yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, Who's that? <laughs> that's though? a guy. That's Jimmy Dean. Mr. Dean that, to you. Yep. Uh, Tatum. Mr. Dean. Let's go over to the Celtics. Uh, we're looking at 2017 silver PSA 10. This is what I have. Pop count is 750. I just paid a thousand bucks for this. Well, even less. I paid 10 to, 1050 for this at an optic PSA 10 at the show. The oh, show in Nashville. What's the optic one worth? As of today, like 165 to 175 is what they've been selling for, which is way up. They were doing 100 to 110. You buy both of them for a thousand? The silver is probably do. I, I saw a bunch of buy it now's last night for two grand. Oh, well, uh, this shows it's up to 1800 right now. Yeah, there were a bunch of buy it now's after that that were even higher. Wow, man. So yeah, just a I couple am, weeks ago, I was doing like 1500. Tatum's another guy. And the Heat, I do think people are overlooking because there's not the star power there. Mm-hmm. But that's a great team. They actually play really great team basketball. I think the Celtics have it. I think the Celtics beat them. You can beat the Nets and the Bucks. I think you could beat the Heat. Um, I also have some Grant Williams. I do want to talk about him in a second. My overall point here with Tatum, though, I don't think there's any reason to sell Tatum. Again, even if you're super high on the Heat, wait till Tatum goes off in a game. His rookie signature uh, oh. prism motto, Tatum, went uh, BGS 9.5 sold on May 9th for $730. It just sold yesterday 1300. for $1,400. Sheesh. That's why I was trying to buy his high end stuff today. I had a post on Facebook. Nobody sold anything. To me. <laughs> Good. Everybody on Facebook's a jerk. Nobody do it. Don't sell. Um, I do have a question, but I would. I think it's probably a, a best for the very end. So if you want to do Grant Williams, <clears throat> give me Grant real quick. Grant is twenty twenty optic purple. Um, sold for fifteen dollars March thirtieth, up to forty five dollars May sixteenth. That's a random. Okay. That's, yeah, I don't, don't know why that can, one was in there. But. Throw that out. That's fine. <laughs> Um, okay, so Grant Williams, though, one of those guys, like a Jalen Brunson type, had a monster game, momentary spike. Not the worst idea to sell the guy. I don't think he's going to go off for 30 points against the Heat at any point. So here's my overall question. Please don't ask. Please don't <laughs> ask it. Up. Uh, who of any of these guys, say they say Tatum, Celtics win, Tatum prices spike, who doesn't drop after the win? Like, is there any of Why these- would anybody drop after the win? Because everybody inevitably seems to drop. Oh, you mean that. like everybody plays great. Everybody hits their ceiling. Yeah. Somebody rides off in the sunset as a championship. Who drops the least in the offseason? Yeah. Luca and Tatum are the two. He's, he, so Tatum, win. I'll be honest with you. The only reason I think Tatum is his pricing is still much lower than Luca, despite having a low pop count on everything. You just told me Luca's prism PSA 10 silver is 3,000, 2,900. Mm-hmm. Tatum's just hitting 1,900 to two grand. There's a way lower pop on Tatum. I think the trajectory of both of those guys is top five. Although anybody right now would tell you they take Luca before Tatum. And that's probably fair. Like if you want to tell me Luca's the third best player, maybe Tatum's the seventh. Okay. Sixth. Whatever. Like, oh, okay. But because of the pop counts on all of Tatum's stuff, being a, a rookie, just that one here before, which mm-hmm. is wild. And I think he's on a great, I think the Celtics are obviously a very good team. I think Tatum is the safest investment right now of any of the star players we're talking about. Because okay. I think he has the, I think he has a lot of room to grow. And even after he drops, like, hey, they win it, yeah, right off into the sunset. But then as the off season, I think his drop would be the least. Because that's my thing. Is like, a good question. I want to go out and buy something <clears throat> now based on. I would buy a Tatum. Guys. That's what I'm doing. I'm I'm looking to buy another Tatum, big I, Tatum or two. Yeah, because I just don't want to like keep an eye on it for like, you know, like if I think they're gonna if they lose, then yeah, I'm gonna keep an eye on it. I may do something. But if they're oh, gonna okay. win, I don't want to like I don't want to worry like oh. They spiked and now they dropped down. Like so, let me say this: later. a Tatum card right now, I think, is worth less than it's going to be worth a month after he wins the finals. Got it. Okay. Like That's I think there's I so do. much more room to build. Boom, roasted. Okay. Let's talk about Fenway. 
yeah, let's jump to Fenway. What did you think about it? Is this the first time you've spent time like in the city? So uh, I've been to Boston a few times, but actually in the city only once. I went to Faneuil Hall, which I finally figured out how to pronounce. I got a... Uh, so you got Faneuil. You got Faneuil. pronounced wrong. <laughs> got it. <laughs> They're hard. <laughs> uh, I got a lobster roll uh, and I got some clam chowder and I felt like, oh, I did the thing. This trip was pretty cool. The, the fact that we went on the duck tour... Um, I loved it. At the first, way. I want to make fun of it, but... I did learn a, a number of things about Boston that I could live kind of cool. I could live without the adult dressed like a chef <laughs> whose bottom button. Don't you dare talk about Chef Puck that way. Whose bottom button wasn't fully buttoned. So the belly that was a little hairy was just kind of hanging out. Didn't, and I was in front row. Didn't need to see that. Chef Loved Wolfgang Puck of the Duck. Why, why would you call him? He's a great guy. He's their MVP. Um, no, I actually had a lot of fun on the tour. The, the tour was fine. You learned something about it. And then, so that was the most I've spent in Boston. But then, Me too, by the way, I told you that. This was oh, the most yeah. time I've ever Guys, listen to this. Listen to what Mike has Yeah, to we say. never. This is a shock to me. Very rarely did. I, again, I grew up 30 minutes north of the city. No money. We very rarely went. I mean, I went to a, a Red Sox game a year. Yeah. With like my uncle, probably 10 years in a row. You know, we'd go down once in a while. Like, I went to the Museum of Science once in a while or the aquarium. We never just went downtown, and I was I was only twenty one and living in Massachusetts mm-hmm. for eight months. Like so, I lived yeah, here so, before and after, so then like I went downtown to like go to the bars and hang out. I would go to one or two places, and I probably did that three times in my life. This was the first time I actually spent like multiple days. And obviously, our financial situation is different now. Yeah, we went to a bunch of expensive city. It is, and we went to a bunch of awesome restaurants. Like me and Hannah had dinner at Legal Seafood right on the harbor. Mm-hmm. I ordered mac and lobster mac and cheese. They brought a whole freaking lobster that was <laughs> hollowed out and it, ridiculous food. The North End, we ate it twice. Um, where did we go the, on Saturday night? Brico. No, no, no. Uh, that's where Saturday we went on Friday night. When we were with Jeremy uh, after the card show. Oh, Empire. Empire. That's what it Asian was. Asian Fusion. That place was. That place was phenomenal. So... Not to mention the owner, Comp the Meal, uh, Ed. Ed. Um, it's not Ed Truck, and that's all we kept making the joke. Anyways, Ed was super, super generous to do that for us. Yeah, Um, it was like the first time I've actually ever been in the city like that. And just me and Hannah spent one day from 10 a.m. We left and just walked. By the way, from Brookline, Oma Bill Simmons. Ever heard of him? Walked the whole day. It was we had a great time. Um, so all that being said, there was also a card show that we went to at Fenway, which is Fenway, and I cannot imagine a world where you do not see more of this happening at not just Fen. Well. Fenway Boston parks in general, because I know Big Night's already working on some things like that. But across yeah, they're the talking country, about Gillette now. Yeah, I, across the country. Here's though, the I thing, can't though. Where... I don't think other people can do this. Big Night is tied in with Henry and the guy like the big Ed is. A, they have serious money guys involved there. I don't think you're calling up Wrigley and just renting a room. I don't know though. Like, what do they like? I mean, yes, you can rent out space at these parks on, in off seasons or during the season, and you know, make some money that way. But I, I really think they could make. Some okay. serious money would, if they have bigger rooms too, because that was kind of the thing here. Is I think this may have been the biggest room with the best views. Granted, because it was right over the right field bleachers, yeah, you could walk and you right could out. walk outside of the pavilion. You could walk down, sit in the stands. That it, was awesome. As a Red Sox fan, it was actually pretty amazing just to be able to walk around, not on the field, but around the whole stadium. But it the was actual awesome. room for tables was not huge. Like, yeah, I'd say there were seventy-five tables. Seventy-five, really. I knew I wouldn't even thought that. Many, yeah, because there but. were five rows. Yeah, so I'd say seventy-five tables. But I told Chris this, and I told you and everybody else that is the most people per table, oh, which speaks to the event and, yeah. and how they did it. It was there were so many people. You had to literally stand in line and then walk down and get. 
Everybody was busy. Yep. If you had stuff priced well, almost everybody we talked to killed it. Like did really, really well selling. Yep. Um, one downside, I would say, not a ton of cheap stuff. Yeah. There was not like a lot of dollar boxes. Yeah, like very few. Five, ten dollar boxes even. It was almost all showcase stuff. I know it's not sexy, but you can you can do so well on the low end market stuff with boxes and that you can absolutely crush it selling cheap singles because guys love it. I'm sure this is partly because of uh, Big Night and Chris over at Card Vault and them setting up this whole thing, but it may have been partly because of the venue. They did have uh, some guys coming and signing for free. Oh yeah, Lou Maloney. And he was he was a he's a so he's basically a local guy. Came up with the Red Sox. Okay. Was a Red Sox player for a while. Now he's a host on EEI. Keith Folk was the closer in 2004 through the World Series pitch that ended this ended the series ended the curse. So that's that was Steve was, Aoki was there Sunday. Oh, on Sunday because yep. I when he announced he said he was coming and I guess maybe there was a miscommunication. I thought he was coming Saturday, but I guess it was oh, on Sunday. Sunday. But um, but yeah, that was what was really cool is that they they got these guys to come and sign for free, mm-hmm. and I think hometown because I mean in your hometown you get players from that town. That would draw a huge crowd in and of itself. And there's a perfect example. In the hobby, everybody's like, Keith Folk, who cares? But if you're a Red Sox guy, yeah. especially within five years of my age, it's like, dude, through the last pitch. It's pretty awesome. Like, and that's what I think. Merloni, really cool. too. Local guy. He's a, he's a talk show, uh, the sports talk radio host there as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, again, for locals. Like, Russ was excited. He's like, hey, this is a cool auto. Yeah. It's worth 10 bucks. You don't... But it's, a, it's somebody who we know, like a local. And I mean, if you're looking for variation in product there, I didn't see a bunch of celebrity or anything. Like there was there was a little Pokemon and there was a little celebrity, but Some it was Marvel. mainly sports. Decent amount yeah, of Marvel a little for bit, a show. A little bit of Marvel, honestly. I, I didn't see as so much. So much Tom Brady, though. Oh, my God. You know what? The, <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate that, that it was super tailored to the local market. But yeah. an ungodly amount of Tom Brady. <laughs> and then we saw one guy, our buddy Jeff, uh, traded for a, the guy only said 50. I think it's worth closer to 60,000. He traded a ton of Burrow, Herbert, like nice stuff, RPAs mm-hmm. for the 2000 tops, uh, 2000 Bowman Chrome Brady as a BGS eight. It was a refractor. Eight. By oh, the way. I didn't realize. That's oh. about a $60,000 card, man. Insane. I actually only made one deal. Well, we sold three Marvel cards. Did you update capital nonsense? It was $10. Did you update capital? I'll update, I'll update it right now. But 15 as well. I sold the Tyrese Maxi in theory. I'm giving it to Eric King, but. It's a fifteen dollar card. So put twenty five bucks in there, sweetheart. I'm putting twenty five. Um, I made one deal. However, it was actually a textbook deal for me. Like exactly what I wanted to do. I've often spoke of uh, Tom Brady's two thousand flare showcase as the card I absolutely love. I've got to shut off notifications. By the way, yeah, you do. Down five point one percent. Didn't God. need Stop. to see that. Look, I wasn't even looking. That's a push notification, bro. <laughs> okay. Back to the card show. You I love the up. Tom Brady. 2000 Flair Showcase, the stand-up rookie, like the actual. Mm-hmm. I think it's numbered to 1250. I could be wrong about that. I forget. I bought mine as a BGS 8.5. I'm looking because I just added it to Card Ladder. Card Ladder has where you put in what you... Oh, it's numbered to 2000. Um, this card has like... Like an 8.5 is a pop of only 90. Mm-hmm. The a BGS 9, I think, is a pop of like 30 or 40. Oh. And I believe there's only five 9.5s. Interesting. So this card back... On let's see, back in right after the retirement, I was doing seven to seventy five hundred dollars. Now this is a PC card for me, and I have a big like my ongoing rule is if I'm trading a PC card that I own, I'm only trading it to get PC back. I'm not going to sell it and go buy a card because I can never seem to buy what I want. I think the dude's name was Alex. I feel bad. He listens to the show. I hope he sells this card that I trade him for ten grand. I don't care. Like I hope he does awesome because it was easy to deal with. 
I gave him my Larry Bird, Bill Russell, dual auto immaculate card number to 10. Okay. Now that card had spiked as high as 8,000 bucks with everything else last year. It's now doing like 48, the last couple were right about $4,800. Um, I bought that card three years ago though, for 600 bucks. Oh, wow. I bought that card and the same version of that card, except it was Bird and Magic. I spent 900 bucks on both of them. Really? So that car, so I gave up the Russell Bird dual auto and $400 cash for the Brady. So essentially I have $1,000 into the Brady card. I think both are going to continue to rise. My goal with this card though now, if you're listening and you have a nine of this card or the nine five, now the nine five is probably 60,000. I don't even know. Please tell me. My goal with this card, I think it's going to be fun, is to trade this particular card and other cards or cash for either a nine five or PSA 10 Flare EX Brady, okay. or I want to turn this into a nine and then eventually a nine five or a 10. That is my goal. Um, I'm going to try to have fun, like make this a fun project that shows to trade up. I, oh, I know yeah. I'll have a bunch of chances at the national. As has happened in the past, and you'll be like, well, oh, man, Mike sounds so much better right now. <laughs> Jesse, you have something you want to say to the people? Uh, no. I'm sorry. Is no, it there? So we forgot to, re- this is actually a we <laughs> thing. We forgot to record. Uh, so we're using uh, Zoom audio fault. up until now. It is Jesse's fault. It's not a we thing. It's a him <laughs> thing. Um, so we actually just switched back to good audio. We also just spoke to somebody, and I think there's a there's possible a possibility Luber will be joining us Thursday, which would be great because we're going to talk about the whole backyard thing. I would like to talk to Josh on Thursday and get his perspective because we're going to react critically to it right now anyways. So I would like to hear him review it. Uh, back to the card show before we get into that. I know, I forget that. where we left off. I don't know. Um, we met so a ton of people. Well, that was great. That was what I was going to talk about the pickups there. There were a lot of guys really, um, really friendly, wanted to give us some stuff. A couple of things that guys gave to me. Did you get anything? Did guys give you any cards? Not a darn thing. It's funny. You usually get all the cards and guys will give me one or two, but there's a few guys just wanted to give me a couple of things. Um, the, a couple of things that I got. So one was... You remember the Batman cards, the mm-hmm. ones I got in Atlanta? The chloroform cards? Yeah. Yep. So I got an entire box, but it's a reprint from like 1988. Because those were originally like, I think 1966. So this was those cards from like 1980-something when they okay. were re- reprinted. I gave your uh, nephew uh, a couple of them. Fortnite? Uh, well, oh, he got different. those too. But I gave him a few of these Batman cards. Um, but yes, I have more chloroform <laughs> Robin cards now. And seeing the entire set, it only gets Kind of crazy from not there. A me to approve. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right I'm now. I'm gonna show. I'll have to show some of you guys you uh, these cards at some point. Um, the other cards that I ended up getting, I actually did make my own deal. Uh, other than the ones that someone gave me, uh, I got another Shaq rookie card. PSA PSA nine. Um, Would you pay for this one? Cra- it's it's just so cheap. I can't not buy it for. They had it priced for thirty bucks. I bought it twenty five. Nice. So okay. Um, there were some other Shacks there that I thought about buying, but. They were tins. Uh, it was a gold shack. Oh, that's expensive. And yeah, it's going for like fifteen hundred bucks. Like on, that was the last sale on Card Ladder. Some guys wanted like two grand for him, but uh, there was another guy who sold it more reasonably. So it, it's not to say everybody was overpriced by any means. Uh, the other cool cards that I got one from a guy named Joe, a uh, real nice guy. He let us sit down in his booth section for a little bit after our table got overrun at the end of the card show where we ripped the. Oh, the that's cards. where we were sitting. Yeah, that was with Joe. Oh, Joe, next week. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yep. 
DeMarco Murray. Uh, you patch auto for your Titans. I got a patch over a nice card, out actually. of 99. Joe was nice. Um, I, yep, I'm sorry. He just handed me that. He just saw me. He's like, Jesse, I got a card for you, uh, which is really cool. And Joe tried to lowball me on a scouting, <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. Actually, it was a fair offer. <laughs> um, and then Jeremy, our agent, was there uh, with his brother, and he said he just packed up a couple of like celebrity and non-sport cards, and he gave me a couple of them, which – Here's a set that I know I've been told about and I know I've seen, but I'm going to start paying more attention to. It's the 2011, um, 2011 American Pie tops. Yeah, yeah. So they have all kinds of crazy cards. Random. I forgot about that. Yeah, I I really have. A few years, I think. um, I have not looked. I can't. I didn't see anything other than the 2011. The 2011 included like that Kanye Taylor Swift card that people know about. Yeah. so he gave me one is dirt from the grassy knoll. It's got actually like a little pocket of dirt. Um, so it's like dirt from the grassy knoll. And then the other one is a Louis Anderson card, which here's the thing, guys. Louis Anderson just passed RIP. He did? Uh, yeah. Survey not, says. Man. Not, it, Survey says. He, Louis Anderson, if you have not watched the show Baskets with uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis, he plays – Louis Anderson plays his mother. It is – the most amazing portrayal of acting I've ever seen. <laughs> you just have to Google a clip of Louis Anderson playing uh, the mother. It's okay. insane. But sure. Um, that but right that, that card set is actually really cool. In fact, they've got um, some si- like they've got a cast of Seinfeld one, not assigned, but it is like a, a cast. I want that sign. I know you do. I know. But uh, I say all that to say, check out that that card set if you guys are into non sport related cards. I think it's pretty cool. We learned what a PSA twenty is. If you don't know, I'm not telling you. I don't remember what it's it is. Oh, and we also get to check out, uh, hang out with Ryan from Backyard Breaks. Oh, yeah, finally met me him. A, yeah, we got some video footage. We had a. I feel bad because we met a bunch of people and I had a list and I didn't bring it. Uh, well, that's. We met Celebrity important. Breakers. That was actually cool. So, Ryan Sweeney's the, the Celebrity Breakers, a breaking name on Instagram everywhere. I'm going to actually have a call with them on Wednesday. I'm hoping we can do a collab. I felt like a dummy, though. I kept looking at the guy he was with, this young black dude who was tall. I was like, man, I know this guy. I cannot place it. Mm-hmm. And it also threw me off. Ryan introduced himself as Sweens, and I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> What's I need a, a name. Sweens, He's actually a super nice guy. And quite frankly, I'm talking to him because I think there's some of the few young guys in this. They kind of are starting. They Not kind of. They get a different side of this thing that people have been overlooking. So I'm actually pretty excited to do, hopefully collab with them on Wednesday or set something up at least. What do you mean by they have a different side? Person. I, you know, they're <laughs> just they're working an angle that I think is is going to be very and already is successful and is going to continue to be. Then I was like, but he, you don't want to tell us what that angle that's is. That's correct. Then the guy's like, oh, I'm Mike too, and I was like, oh, okay. And after a minute, I was like, what is your name? He's like Michael Carter Williams. I was like, oh, Carter Williams won Rookie of the Year a few years ago, I think, with Philly. Philly, yeah. And NBA player. I'm not going to lie to you. If he shows up tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. East Park in Nashville. I'll show them how to hang, but that's fine. Um, so it was kind of cool meeting them. Okay. We actually got to see Steve Aoki perform. We got to be off like onto the side, like in this private area. I don't area. want to talk about that. It was ridiculous. That's all I'm going to say. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, overall, the show was a big success. The yes. AC did not work. That was one. Only complaint. And the only got. hot day in Boston. <laughs> Seriously. So, but I think um, you're going to keep seeing Card Vault, Big Night Breaks, you know, Chris Costa, the, the whole team continue to do huge stuff. Um, I'm hoping we have some stuff worked out with them in the future. They just have a crazy draw. I didn't get a chance to pitch them on this either, even though we had Chris on the show. I would love it if they would come down here and we could do a massive card show at the Nashville Convention Center. I also want Center. to clarify, that was not as, like, we didn't get paid to go to that card show or anything no, like that. We're I just, just thought it was awesome. I just noticed that we've said their name a few times, and it was them who helped put it on. Absolutely. But yeah, we... 
Other, oh, yeah, they're, they other are, than future events that we want to do together, we there was no they benefit are not a paid of us sponsor, going. But then yeah. when he came on the show, too, uh, he was like, hey, we'll give you some tickets. We asked for 10. He gave us 36. Yeah. We gave away a ton of free tickets. That was all courtesy of Card Vault and Chris. Yeah. Very I, cool. I them. like that, though. They didn't come at us with, hey, can we pay you to do some stupid advertisement? It was like, hey, here's what's going on. We think it'd be awesome. We'd love to have you guys up. We had a great time. And Appreciate it was in Fenway. I was going either If way. other people want to pay us to come, that's a different story. Yes, I don't take, yeah, I don't know. I have no use for that. I don't, I, but I was going to this either way. So it was great. Um, uh, okay. We release week quick. Payment. I only want to talk about 2022 Top Sterling Baseball. It comes out Wednesday. I hope you've done your job and you have pricing on it. Uh, Top Sterling Baseball on Wednesday. What's today? The 18th? 18th, right? Oh yeah, here it is. So it's two cards. It comes in a big box, two individual boxes with one card each. They're all patch autos. Mm-hmm. One of the nicest products of the year. Crazy expensive. Is a box a thousand dollars? Uh, yep, nine ninety five. Okay. Um, I like. So there's a couple cool things. First of all, the inner boxes are themes, like all rookie team, nineties all star, uh, Hall of Fame. It's an awesome looking product. I would never rip it as a personal because I think you can get absolutely murdered. Yeah. Um, but you can get them serial number breaks because everything is numbered to 10 or less. 100 bucks a spot. Take a shot. Buy a team. I love – I'm going to get in with Eddie on the, a few of these breaks because actually this is one of those products I actually really, really like. So I'm big on this. Okay, cool. Next. Um I was just checking prices on a case of it. That makes sense. Um, I think it's an eight-box case. Yeah, it is. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, that's why Listen, I – they just brought this back a couple of years ago. It was back in the day. Remember all the cards Ryan had? There were all those patches. Yeah. That was Top Sterling back in the oh, day. They okay. discontinued it for, I don't know, 10 years. And okay. it just came back. I think it was either last year or the year before is when it came back again. Uh, if you're listening to this on Wednesday or after of this week, go ahead and check out the YouTube video that we put out of the card show. There you go. Oh, that's right. Sports Cards Nonsense YouTube is all about the card show. We had the dude who has the Lumberland uh, TikTok account. What's oh, his name? Yeah. Johnny. Johnny. Uh, no joke either. First time I've ever had at least at least 20 people come up to our camera guy and be like, dude, we love your work. He's a super talented young dude. Uh, Very we nice. had a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, I would like you to bring up the information on Kaboom. So Panini sent us a box of Crown Royal. They heard us talking last week. I love Crown Royal. I said it last week. I like the patch autos. I think they're ridiculous. I would like the price on the box right now, retail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if you would, I would like to talk about the Kaboom post that Max and Denton put up on the uh, Instagram. Because the Kabooms have coming out and selling for insane money. I'm going to rip this while he does that. What do you want to know about the post? I just want to know, like, the overall reaction. What, what was the post? There was some some stats on there about it. Yeah, let's you see. You know why I'm having you do this? Because people always whine. Why would you rip wax on a podcast? We that's, can't. that's mainly this me. This is also, I'm always that. their voice, too. We can't even see it. <laughs> so I thought, you know what? I don't um, care if you can see it. I'm going to rip it. All right. So a box uh, of Crown Royal. Oh, Royal spelled with an E. I don't care Royal, for that. Yeah. Oh, we got a redemption. Oh, any good? I'm going to have you do the redemption, I think. Oh, Thank that corner's jacked. Are you kidding me? The redemption corner's jacked? No, the Grant Hill. We got a Grant Hill dike at the 99 that is jacked up. Uh, let's see. See, this is how we're doing it. I'm going to talk about the cards we got while Jesse does. Jesse, do a kickflip. Jesse, <laughs> Jesse yelled out on the duck door, by the way. It was great. We were at a skate park. It see, was only appropriate. That's what you were talking about, the die cuts in this product. Yeah, they're awesome. really cool. I love the cor- round corners. Um, All right, so... Let's see. I'm looking for the cost. It looks like a box is going for about four fifty. Four fifty. Okay. Yeah. Um, as far as the posts that the guys put up, which seem to do pretty well, the kaboom posts. Cracked ice Westbrook again. Like, look at the card. I'll post pictures on our social. Like, it's it's a die cut of a crown. Yeah, again, that's it's really a five, cool. They're both five and ten dollar inserts. Who cares? I wish they. I, but I'm even kind of surprised base. those don't do more. I just think they're so cool. How do you grade? Man. It's, it's super tough to grade yeah. because of that. Okay, so we got two base cards, Luka Doncic and Bradley Beal. Overall, whatever. very positive. Uh, 
response. Surprise Tatum is so low. Let's see. Give me four Tatums and six hundred dollars instead of a Cade. Um, yeah, what was a Cade selling for? That was what I was curious about. Uh, some of these singles are going crazy money. The Bill Russell just sold for a thousand dollars. The Cade price is on that post, I believe. Wasn't it like thirty two hundred dollars or something? There's no uh, Cade price on this post. Okay, our jersey. By the way, we're gonna get the worst box in history of mankind. Our jersey is a Tyrese Maxey. Fantastic, second year. Why didn't? Why wasn't it a first year? Should have been a first. Do a kick. Um, twenty twenty two. Kaboom! I'll pull it up on eBay. Sorry, there may be a little dead time here. Maybe Matt. Mike, we don't need the can... kaboom prices. Never mind. I was just curious. The overall reaction those people really like kabooms. What's our? Okay, this could be huge. Rookie silhouette prime. Which what I does that mean? So the silhouette, if you type that into eBay, by the way, to put okay. in, just put in silhouette patch auto. Now, some of these rookies are just absolute garbage, but LaMelo is a redemption. A redemption silhouette prime, I bet, is worth 10 grand. I'm going to go on a limb and say this is probably like LaMelo's third cousin. Hang on. Hang on. Okay. All right. So this is 2022. Just put in silhouette patch auto. That's all? You don't want to see anything else? Okay. Silhouette patch auto. Like, like, you, Crown Royal? Anything like that? Nothing? I don't want to talk about this anymore. That's all I want you to <laughs> I'm put in. telling you, it's pulling up some weird stuff. So oh, not bad. Davion Mitchell, rookie um, for the Kings. That's not a bad card. I, I would almost guarantee that pays for the box. The prime silhouettes, I think, are numbered to 25. We'll redeem that immediately and just sell in the offseason. They'll give away with some of the stuff, too. That's pretty cool. Point blank, I like Crown Royal. I okay. will not say I don't because I do. It's expensive. It's a hit and miss. You get a couple numbered cards, a couple die cut rookies. Like even the base stuff, though, I think the Cade base is still doing 40 or 50 bucks. I just think it's a cool product. So uh, thank you to Panini for sending that to us. Well, let's go ahead and jump and talk about the news in the hobby right now. I would love to jump and talk about the news in the hobby. This is your segment. Do your thing. All right. So um, I don't want to name anybody that we talked to, but we do have some people on the backside uh, of Luber's camp. And then we also got some additional detail from guys texting us some information. But a lot of this stuff you may have already known about. So. The only reason Luber is even involved in this is because there there's a scam that, well, supposed scam um, for backyard breaks just a few days ago where it involved a mark card uh, that basically caused people to believe that they are choosing the team that are saving the best team for themselves. I, I do have some questions on that theory, but we'll we'll go over that. The only reason Luber is getting involved is because Luber uh, went and broke live with them broke a box of prism last week, I believe, and basically is getting hate for the fact that he went and did it with them when they have a questionable reputation in the hobby by many, at least many of the people that listen to this podcast and other people that follow us on shows social. Uh, all that being said, the issue with the, uh, I guess the, is it a scam if they didn't actually scam anybody? That's so. That's my question. Is like there wasn't really a scam involved, but they did shuffle. They have a deck of cards that they have the teams of the sport uh, for the break. So in this case, it was an NFL break. They had Patriots on one card that looked to be marked. Obviously, it, it was marked. It was stood out from all the others. Uh, there's a video that was done that's put out on YouTube that basically has it broken down of. Hey, watch where the Patriots card is. It's always on the bottom. So people accuse them of bottom dealing, um, which again, that's just a shady move altogether. Uh, they would shuffle the cards. Card would still be at the bottom. So that is where my biggest issue is. In the end, though, I don't know how it benefited them because 
they they the guy who made the video saying that it's a scam even said that everybody in chat was telling them to choose card five. Uh, because everybody in the chat could see that the marked card, the card had the card white was corner. Five. He even talked about it, like, "Oh, look at the edge, not a PSA 10. Exactly. Yeah. So the but the bottom line is like, well, that's the last one. That's a questionable move to have a marked card in there. But I still don't. I didn't see how it benefited them to do that. Um, and and to make such a big deal. Why, if they have a marked card, why are you calling it out? Like you have to be pretty smart and at the same time pretty dumb to do a scam like that and then call it out. So that's where our, my. What are you po- talking about? Pretty smart and pretty dumb. They so didn't have to call be, themselves you, out. Well, they called out the fact that it's a marked card. Oh, so the, theory, they, the working theory, by the way, just to be quick, is that well, they were calling it out so that the guy knew very clearly, hey, this marked card is the Patriots. That was the that was the basic point of that. But that's like overall. Let's just let me just sum this up because you're starting to talk in circles just a little bit. Do I think they outright scammed? No. And if you watch the video, which I've watched a number of times, there is not. People call this, and Cardpoint did as well, conclusive evidence. It is not conclusive. Do I think there's some shady crap that happens there, and they are way too lax with randoming teams and handing out assignments on teams? No question. Would I ever allow some type of nonsense like that in a random-type situation to happen? No. Now, if you have a deck that your hands are off of and you're top-dealing and just showing, because I've seen guys do this and I have no issue, hey, here's 30 teams. They're shuffled on the table very openly, Vegas-style. The stack is made. Every card is identical. They stay face-down. All right, top card, auction starts. Whatever team you auction it, you, I'm fine with that type of stuff. This was a much more deliberate, random team type of thing, which I don't like. I, I agree. So, what's the, the move is stupid, but what's the play? In the end, is what? how does it benefit them other than them? I don't just know if dumb. it does. So, okay, so, so then they're just stupid, and they're very Agreed. lax with how they're giving out teams. That's the best case scenario. The worst mm-hmm. case is they do have some sort of a connection, Agreed. and they're helping somebody get a good team. So Either way, I wouldn't do business with them. In the end, you stop doing that, and... Problem solved, right? Well, problem solved. If again, we're going best case, they just made a mistake and they have no interest. But here's the issue. I saw these guys pull a ten, fifteen thousand dollar Trevor Lawrence gold and do everything they could to not give it away. I thought that was like a fifty thousand dollar card or twenty five or something. That. Yeah, it was a made up number. And do everything they could to not just outright give it to the guy they had told. When I see little patterns like this, as opposed to it being a one off, I start to think, well, maybe there's a little bit more here. Is it conclusive? No. Is it enough where me as a person who spends a lot of money and breaks, I would stay away from them? Yes. And just to be clear, it is not because they're total buffoons on camera. So many people like that style. I don't care about the style. Mm-hmm. You can wear your half shirts and be stupid and whatever. I don't care about that. It, it annoys me, but mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the issue we're talking about. So then the issue now was, well, now Josh Luber's going on. First of all, we did confirm it was not his case of prism that he sold to them, which even if it was, I have no issue with that. I don't know why that would be a thing. What we do know, they are one of, if not the biggest buyer of Zero Cool products so far. They had they were one of the two people who bought the allotted 40 boxes. Mm-hmm. Was it 40 you could get yeah. of Friends. Yeah. They bought those, and they had a ton of Jackass products. Mm-hmm. Huge buyers of those two things. Does that maybe motivate somebody like Josh to give them a little extra attention? Possibly. And if that's the point, I, I actually have no issue there yeah, either. Uh, yeah. My number one spender when I was breaking got a little bit more attention than a guy who came in off the street and spent five bucks. Makes complete sense. Now, am I going to take care of both of their orders? Of course. But the guy who spends $100,000 a year as opposed to $100,000, i am sorry. In business, it happens. You take a little bit extra care. I respond to his messages quicker. Whatever. I don't have any issue with that. The only issue I have in this situation is I don't necessarily think that those breakers are great for the hobby. I don't. They do a lot of giveaways and a lot of good. They did their whole charity thing. If you look at their pricing, I think the pricing is pretty bad. 
I don't think that's a good thing for the hobby. Mm-hmm. I, I see them pump up products like a lot of other breakers do that I think is bad for the hobby. The shuffling of the cards, not shuffling people knowing where the Patriots were at, mm-hmm. I don't think is a good look. The initial thought to not give away that big card when they hit it, I don't think that's a good look for them. Mm-hmm. So why is it an issue then that Josh Luber goes over and does a break with them? It's not an issue that he spends time because they're a number one customer. Mm-hmm. No issue. It's not an issue if that was or was not his case of prism that he sold to them, which I don't think it was. But I don't care if it was. That has no difference to me either. The only issue I see is Josh sits in one of the most important positions in the hobby right now, and that power will only grow if he continues in that role as Fanatics takes over. Him going on with a break group like that validates them greatly. Well, it's not even going on with them ever. It's like the first time he ever went on and broke with them. No, like, to me, it's ever. Eventually... It's ever. If you go on with them, you validate them. Does it matter if it's first or 300th? But it validates that room. Devil's Advocate says that he went and he, and because now you can go out on Twitter and there's guys who've posted the one-off conversations they had with Luber afterward or before he even went live with them. And Luber says, as you know, his side of the story, he has conversation. He's had conversations with them. He's had full details of what on went on in those events. And to him and all the information that they collected, there does not look to be any wrongdoing there. Okay. Then that's a little bit nerve. That, that's a little bit of a cause for concern with me too. It's, I think for someone to do that makes me think you're a little out of touch with the hobby. To do what? Do 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 due diligence and to look do into due somebody? diligence and come away with that conclusion? Yeah. If you came away from the conclusion you're gonna do a break with those guys and not mm-hmm. face a ton of crap, I think your head's in the sand a little bit. Dude, you that's such a closed minded statement. Cause what if they came back and had tons of evidence that proved that they did nothing? I'm not saying they come did. up with it. I'm not saying that well, and that's why we wanted to have him on, on Thursday to tell us. That's he's not gonna provide evidence. If they have I'm a, saying, if they have evidence that conclusively disproves, and I'm not saying that that video was totally conclusive that they are guilty of anything, but if you have evidence that you didn't, as active as they are everywhere, you don't think we would have seen that by now? I, I, yeah, I have no idea, but the of course fact, you do, Jesse. Hang dude, on, I, you do. If you, if they had conclusive evidence, hey, this is what happened in that stream, and we can prove we did nothing wrong. You don't think that would be public right now? I already think that they did that it was overblown to begin with because I went back I and I watched the live. I don't disagree. Of the whole kaboom thing and don't how disagree. it was worded was it sounded stupid how they worded it, but it does sound like people made it a bigger thing than it was. I don't think they were outright trying to cheat the guy or not give the person the card. In I my opinion, I think it's somewhere in the middle. I agree, and that's where my problem is. And. I need to clarify. I don't want to work with the, these guys at all either because I do not like their style. And I do think there's too many at this point. There are too many questions. However, I will not be the one who condemns them for things that we don't have proof for. Interesting. You won't condemn them, but you just said you wouldn't want to do, you wouldn't want to work with them right? because that's a personal opinion. Sure. I won't use this platform to I, say, and I agree. And I'm not condemning the whole business. I think they're great businessmen to build what they've built out of nothing. Cause I can tell you right now, two years ago, they were nobodies. That's mm-hmm. to their credit. You built it up. But to think that maybe, well, I, I don't disagree. I'm not sitting here saying they're outright scamming people. But I think if they called us tomorrow, hey, we'd love to do a break with, and they're not going to, by the way, these are young <laughs> kids. They don't have any interest in talking to guys in their 30s. <laughs> I don't blame them either. I, I didn't want to do that then either. But hypothetically, they call us tomorrow. We'd love to do a sponsored SCN break. Love to do a break with you. I wouldn't want my name associated with that. No, not at this time. That's my issue with Josh. I Agreed. think Josh should have probably had the same forethought to think, you know what? At this time, whether it's all true or not, you know how negative this hobby is, overly negative. They blow things out of proportion, but there's at least a little smoke, whether there's fire or not, I don't know. Yes. I think somebody in that position 
has to be a little bit more cautious and say, you know, anything I do, it's bigger than just my name, Josh Luber. It is, yes. and it's not. This was not a fanatics event. Yep. This was a Josh Luber on a personal basis joining a break with these kids. Mm-hmm. However, it is naive to think you don't command more respect and you don't command more of an audience than just Josh Luber as a person. Anybody who sees you there, mm-hmm. the same way with me, when I go out and rip a product or do anything, I do that knowing full well we have tens of thousands of listeners, 100,000 listeners, Facebook group, whatever. In the six figures of people who are listening to us, I know my voice has more of an effect than just one man talking. So you have to have that. I agree. That's the only issue I have. And that's why I am on the same page. We stopped recording to take the call. I hope he comes on Thursday for five or 10 minutes. I would love to hear his perspective on it. Anytime, by the way, this has always been the case here and it will continue to be. Josh has been good to us in the past. I have no personal issues with Josh. I don't like this move. If he wants to come on here and talk to us about why he did it, I think that'd be the smartest thing you could do. Go to the biggest audience for two p- people who are going to ask, actually ask you questions mm-hmm. as opposed to just sit there and, oh, this is great. You explained it. I, I hope Josh either comes on here or doesn't talk about this with anybody else. I think it makes you look even worse if you go and talk to a bunch of hobby losers who are going to do nothing but kiss the ring and not ask difficult questions. You want to come on here and explain yourself? I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. If your stance is, I don't think I need to explain myself, I'm fine with that too. But you can't get up the next morning and wonder why there's so much hobby backlash. That's the only issue I have. Agreed. Other than that, I think it's fine. And I'd love to hear him for a few minutes on Thursday. Agreed. Yeah, I'm on the same page because I, I don't think that there's anything The else. other scam is this whole platinum break scam with the redemption off screen, the handling of product. I'll be honest with you. I think they are probably the number one breaker in the game, by the way. By they the way, who is it? I don't even know about this one. Is, the one guy's name is G. The other guy is Dave. I mean, these guys have been the biggest breakers in the game since I... Five years ago when I started, I don't even know how much they're selling. Where do they break? They're West Coast guys. I mean, do they have their own, like, just on Instagram, uh, website, YouTube? Insta- web- website and YouTube, maybe? Tell you it's not the card shop live where you would be safe breaking. I'm, I've never been a fan of the one guy. Again, stylistically, I don't like him. He's kind of a, you know, puts off like a thug persona a little. That's the wrong word. He has a way different style than me, period. He's been cra- They've both been crazy successful in the business. I think their pricing is laughable. I think their handling of cards is is bad. And I think the fact that there are cards coming off screen, this whole redemption, you could see this thing that with the redemption. Again, to me, it looked like he was probably trying to get one over on a customer. So you know what I tell people, though? This is a very simple fix. Don't do business with these people. Like if you deem in your mind that these are unethical people, anybody we talk about, myself included, hey, Mike and Jesse pump cards. Cool. Don't support the podcast. Don't listen. Like that's how you show you don't like what they do. The same is true on the flip side of that. If a breaker's doing something you don't like, stop spending money with them. Plain and simple. But there's going to be the other side. They're going to say, well, if you have an audience, you have a microphone, you should warn people about them. Just did. Okay. Look into them. <laughs> yeah. I'd look into both. I wouldn't spend my, I wouldn't personally spend my money with either one of these guys. Okay. There's a lot of people I wouldn't spend my money with. Yeah. So I think, I think that's the bottom line is it doesn't mean just because we, we say something it, we know 100%. I was very clear about that. I don't know anything inclusively bad about either one of these people. Yep. I've seen enough where I think there's some bull crap there and I stay away from it. If there's smoke, there could be fire. Boom. Bottom line. Go to the mailbag. This got heated. This is a good episode. It did. Some of our episodes are garbage. <laughs> but this one may be less garbage. Um, I mean, you did badmouth uh, other guys on our platform earlier today, but. Who? Uh, other ringer hosts. You remember that part? Oh, Kevin? Yeah, I think it's a horrible <laughs> take on the Bucks. You you didn't want to backtrack. Mike, call all. Kevin up right now. Get him on, get him on here. <laughs> 
Oh, God. All right. You brought it up, bro. Mail bag. Let it die. From the Facebook. Real quick. It looks like AO, so the card we just pulled, AO for the Bulls and Uh Davion Mitchell sell roughly the same. Mitchell a slight bit higher. Okay. AO's exact same card sold for 450 bucks. With a decent patch, not phenomenal considering it's prime. I'm going to guess that card when we redeem it and get it in is probably 500 bucks. Oh. So we'll give away at least a few hundred dollars as a giveaway. We'll do something fun when it comes in. When do we think we'll get the redemption back? His, some of his stuff is live, so I would assume quickly, but okay. I don't know. Uh, let's go to the mailbag then. Right, Joel Brand wants to know, is it socially acceptable to negotiate prices at an LCS, local yes. card shop? Yes. Can you do it for singles yes. and not wax or the opposite? Yes, yes, yes. You can negotiate price anywhere. Next. But uh, yeah, but seriously, like, have you ever negotiated price in a card shop? I negotiate price everywhere I go, period. Always. What is it? It never hurts to ask. And if people overreact, I just don't do business with them. Okay. You can tell me, hey, I'm firm and I'm not moving, but I would always ask. By the way, I'm going to go ahead and skip to this one. It's not really a question, just more of a comment. And we can do this after the show's over. But uh, Steve Stelmock? Stelmock? Yeah, Steve once uh, basically says, there's quite a bunch of donkeys out there saying that the hobby is dead. My word. You're welcome. Uh, it'd be interesting to hear from local card shop owners as it regards to whether they have felt an uptick, plateaued, or taken a dive in sales. Um, he basically says he feels like there's probably a, a number of LCS owners mm-hmm. in the group. Let's put up a post and see what they say. So I'm game for that. We'll do it for Thursday. I think we could put something up and then report back to you guys. Hey, do me a favor. If you would, mark this down for next Thursday. Because this Thursday, we have Fine Sand from MLB Network joining us. Possibly Josh Luber. Next Thursday, we have Mitch from uh, Bullpen LA. He was on once before the recording. Yeah. That's why we fired Ronick. He screwed up that recording. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> uh, but he is coming back next Thursday. He owns, I think they have four shops now. He'd be a good person to ask about this. All right. So what is next Thursday? That is the 26th. I'm going to make a note just to come back. Yes, and, please do. Uh, but we can still put up the poll in the meantime. By the way, we're having the Mojo guys on the Monday after that, the 30th. Did they confirm? Yep. Talked oh. to him this morning. Okay, cool. I sent him the wrong date, but then I corrected it. So Sounds I guess it's fine. About right. Um, Sounds talk cool. to uh, talk about poll. Okay. Yep. Good. All right. Uh, let's go back to mailbag. Next question would be. Can I make a request? Please. Can we go first name only on the mailbag? Nope. Uh, James Zacadini. I knew this would go next this <laughs> way. By the way, James, don't pull this stunt again. Hey, Read guys, the first sentence. Jay-Z here. No. <laughs> you on. know that's never going to happen, Jay-Z. I just, um, you, can't, you, you can't do that. <laughs> want your take on the F1 market. A legit long-term market based on a popular sport or an overheated bubble based on influencers in a popular Netflix show? I have a comment to make after you. Go ahead. Okay. While I comment, I want you to mark down. We got to have our F1 guy <laughs> back on. Um, at this point, we're two years in. I mean, I, I don't think – is it hyped? Yes. Is it overhyped and bubble-based? I don't think so. I mean, the following is crazy strong. It's a very international sport. Yeah, I don't think this is a, a bubble-based thing on influencers in a popular show. We're so far removed from that, and I, I don't think that's what it is. So I would agree with that. And to kind of give some credence to that, if you look at 2022 Panini Prism WWE Hobby, so we all know that thing blew up. It was like, didn't boxes go for like almost $1,500? I know it was like 1250 or something like yep, that. Yep. Um, but they're down to like, below 700 at this point. Um, I think that kind of goes to the fact of what a bubble looks like versus what something that has staying power looks like. F1 being something that has staying power. I think the international audience leads to that. Yep. 
in the fact that, you know, this is maybe not as wide of an audience uh, with the WWE. So, the, uh, yeah, I would agree that it has a little bit more staying power. Let me do the next one because I already have a quick answer. Josh Rudge asked about uh, Rizzo cards. He wants to collect when should you do it. To me, you wait till the offseason for Rizzo. Absolutely, that's the smartest play. If you're a Rizzo guy, just wait till the offseason. I think you'll see him come down even if they go on a deep run. So, yep, okay. I'm waiting until the offseason. Sorry. Uh, Ryan Nolan, uh, a.k.a. Backyard or Breakout, breakout cards. cards. Yep. Uh, after we talked, we talked to him at the net, at the card show. I decided to hit up the few bargain bins, and they were loaded. He says he found an Allen and Ginter Devers rookie card, no uh, so SP numbered out of fifty, and a rare Hawaii card conference Tom Brady. Also, it seemed twenty percent of the dealers decided to pack up early instead of staying entire show hours. Yeah, but they were sweating. So there was true again. There were some bargain bins there. If there were more, I just think it speaks that overall. So if you're looking for a deal, maybe go late and wait to see who who stays after. Um, Eric Meager, Fenway Card Show was great. A lot more of higher end stuff than I thought. Agreed. Brought his one year old daughter and was still able to make some deals. Yeah, well, it seemed like awesome. a very very active active spot. So the Matt Tillman questions about Jerry Judy. Let's see how the legal action plays out. I have no. He's asking about hobby value. We'll see when the legal action plays Here's out. Here's the thing. I want to ask Russ's question, but it's the longest one, and now I don't know if I want to. Russ, this who I finally got hey, to spend hey, some hey. personal one-on-one time with, is an absolute delight. Yeah, you know what? He's not a delight asking questions like this. You should listen to the <laughs> show more and know we don't answer stupid questions like this, especially to family members. I'm so sorry, Russ. Russ. Loved, so let me just summarize this. He absolutely loved the space. Obviously iconic for him. He brought his wife and son. Everybody had a great time. Then our wives ended up going and doing a tour and getting tea at the old Boston Tea Party place. They had a great time. A lot of the same stuff as us, though. Not a ton of bargain bins, so it was kind of detrimental to the younger people. I do agree on that. And he made the same comment as us. Wish it was in a larger space, because if it was, I think it would have been absolutely crazy, and it would have been a little easier to navigate. Valid points. Say yep. it more concisely, Russell, <laughs> or I will never speak to you again. The the whole uh, point about hard to navigate around large crowds, Dude, that, it's true. Like, you could literally not see the table it was for the people. That, yeah. that, which is a credit to them, like the fact you can get people there. So now, get a little more space. You could do, I think they could have put some tables outside on that. Uh, it was too windy. You'd never well, be able to true. do that. Yeah, okay. Take it easy. Russ Dolan, does Mike find any joy in ripping junk wax? Yep. If so, what brands and what is he chasing? Yeah, so I will buy into five to ten different football products throughout the year if they are Tom Brady autograph heavy, which for him is having fifty or more pro, you know autos. Um, basketball? No, I don't rip any basketball right now for fun, uh, unless it was vintage stuff that I could find. But but in general, almost no basketball. For baseball, I'm really just buying. If I'm buying into breaks, I'm buying Seattle, Jason again. If Griffey autos are are likely. Um, I really like, you know, baseball. I've always loved National Treasures and Flawless. I think the stuff just looks really good, especially Flawless because I'm chasing the vet, the crazy vet stuff. Junk wax, though. Yeah, here's why he said junk wax. Like, no. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Junk wax. Yes. No, not at all. But for new (laughs) wax, that's what I rip. I don't mess around with junk wax at all. All right, Russ. There you you go. The answer is no. Russ is, by the way. Um, Next question. Uh, The person does not want me to read all three of their names, so I will respect that. However, just know that this person has three names. His name is Hayes Hudson. Middle name is a mystery. Why are retail boxes slash packs still so hard to find in stores? I'm lucky if I can find one box or pack every couple months. Will Fanatics take taking over fix this or will it be worse uh, and be all online sales? So this is an interesting question. Again, I actually prepared for this a little bit. This is a 
different take than we've seen from a lot. A lot of guys are like, hey, look at how weak the wax market is. I can go in and get retail anytime I want. This Depends is where you super are. location-based yeah, haze. So will Fanatics fix this? I have no idea. I don't know if there's anything to fix. Sometimes there's too much. Sometimes there's not enough. The market is still in general strong. I think it's more a location uh, issue for him. Tim French, Mike, as teams are getting eliminated in the NBA finals and to a lesser extent NHL, no. but that's all y'all spend. That's not over. Who are you grabbing to hold for next season? Yeah, tough to say. I mean, like if the Celtics got eliminated tomorrow, I'd wait till the offseason and load up on Tatum. I still think there's a play with Jokic because I think Murray's going to come back strong and that's a team for next year. Other than that, I don't have anybody I'm really loading up on because I think you got to wait and see who drops off. So, Tim, also, I do appreciate you asking me how my day's been. Okay. Uh, Matt Sean's. Given that CGC is considering the PSA considered, considered sorry, no, no uh, I hate that you're reading these at the same time as I am. I'm I prepping just now. Do not I think like that was it. a valuable suggestion we got uh, from people. Considered so I've been doing that. Consider the PSA of comic book grading. What do you do with all the other good suggestions that you don't follow up on? They're uh, not good if would, I don't follow up on Would them. there be Simple. more value in subbing DC slash Marvel cards to their counterpart, CSG, to appeal to the Marvel DC fans? Who have more familiar familiarity with grading companies compared to PSA? SGC, I don't BGS. think so. So, Matt, I, we subbed all 50 or 60 of our Marvel cards to SGC. Not to mention the Marvel cards that were there were by and large in SGC holders. And some of the Marvel nerds we talked to were high on Marvel and SGC because of the look, which I totally agree with. Jake Baker, why Favorite are you one. the way you are? Yep. I solid, ask him that every solid time. question. Ryan Erickson, are there certain vintage baseball sets that hold better value? Obviously, 1952 is king, but all things equal, is it generally true the older the better? Yes. I've heard 1961 is highly valued, but I prefer 1963 and 65 to it because of their designs. Yeah, I mean, there's an interesting blend of age, of course, is one of the most, if not the most important thing. Rookie, you know, the big rookies in that class obviously make an entire set. But then some does come down to set design. The 1953 top set is visually the best looking set of all time, in my opinion. And I think the value reflects that. Uh, Chris Torres, we, we answered it. No, but he, okay. So Chris asked about the Luber thing and he also tied in like, Hey, with whatnot, you know, as it relates to them. I, I agree. I, that's why a platform like ours, I don't want people on there with questionable activity. So there period. you go. What's the platform? Card Shop Live. We're adding a few more sellers this weekend. Doing another UFC event. I think Carlos and Sean are doing that. Me and Jesse will be on there again this week. Uh, download it. And I think you should only spend your money with us. And just send a lot of money to us for no reason. <laughs> Cashier's checks, whatever. Um, Mike John Bourne starts. With football about to hit the quiet part of this offseason, who do you think is an under-the-radar pickup that has upside during the season? I love the two he named. La, Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. I think those are both great buys. Yep. I think Wilson's going to have a breakout season again. I say that he's been great up until last year when he was hurt quite a bit. I think Lamar does as well, despite losing Hollywood Brown. And then I think this is the year you can try to pick one or two receivers and go in on them. Receivers not named Chase or Cooper. So Justin uh, Jefferson, I think is a decent one as well. Chris Torres jumped on yep. piggybacking on that. He wants to know about boxes uh, like clearly Don Russ and Phoenix. Would those be good buys? So he's, yeah, his point was, should we stock up on boxes even though some of them are dropping? I still got my clearly position. I won't move it until it goes up. Yeah. Historically, wax is the best investment in the sports, are you in the sports card market. Underwater on your clearly investment? I haven't looked because I don't care because I know next year in the season I won't be. So oh. I may be, but I, I don't know. I paid about 4000 a case for mine. How many cases do you have? Two. Two oh. and some loose boxes. 
Uh, David Peard, when comparing value opportunity between 2020 and 2021 NFL product, could 2021 reach the same value because 2022 is going to be weak? Also, is 2020 the best class ever? Yeah, so I, I think 2021 is going to be strong for two reasons. The reason he mentioned, because people are going to be underwhelmed with 2022, so they're going to go back to 21. However, the flip side of that is 2022 is going to be so much more affordable. You'll see a lot of hype around it because you can actually get them breaks for, I think, quite a bit cheaper than the past two seasons. 2020 is a great class. I think 2021, in five years, I'd be interested to see. Do two or three of these quarterbacks pan out? But right now, 2020 looks to be unbelievable. A top five receiver for the next decade, and I think top, potentially two top five quarterbacks for the next decade as well. Uh, in Herbert and and Burrow. And then two, I, th- I still think is going to be a very good pro. And I'm missing a bunch of other names. Chase Young's a phenomenal defensive player. I think 2020 is going to be right up there all time, yeah. Uh, this is interesting from Mike Martinez. Do you think larger card shows need to coordinate better? Fenway Show and American Dream Show were two big shows in direct competition of each other, both being driven, uh, both being within driving distance. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad idea. Yep. If I mean, it's within driving distance, yes. Yeah. Like I also think, though, the month of July, you shouldn't have any regional shows because the national's coming. That, we see that yeah. every year, though, too, which I think is weird. Um, Mike, uh, I'm sorry, Nick Browse, uh, yeah, Mick Brower. Hang on, I actually, on- note, I actually noted the next question by Martinez. Is 2020 NT sealed a sell right now because Burrow's a redemption that's going to expire? That's an interesting thought. We don't generally see the number one chase be a redemption across the board like Burrow was. Mm-hmm. You then saw it the same year with basketball with LaMelo. I do think it comes into effect. That's why 2020 wax gets a little interesting on those redemptions. Yeah. Something to think about. That is a really good question. Yep. Um, Nick Brower wants to know. Where are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Uh, so Dan, I don't, I'm not reading Dan's. Uh, here's a, my problem with Dan's question. I'm not even giving his last name because I'm not happy with it. It's just like, it, it's a negative question. It's all based on negativity. He doesn't like the fact that the the room was small. He thinks that there's bigger rooms at other card shows and it was embarrassing in his opinion. Like that's not even a question. It's just comments of being negative about oh, let it. Let me address Dan. Cause I think this is a comment by a donkey. He said, personally, I thought the room was comically small. The room was in Fenway park. So there's a show at the Marriott in Woburn. You know what? I don't ever want to spend a minute of my life or time. The Woburn Marriott. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. I don't care if there's five times more tables there. This show was at Fenway. So Danny boy, put this one in the, I totally missed the concept of the show, which is fine. It may not be for you. If you're looking for 300 tables, not for you. It was about more than just the table size. And I, would, and I bet there was more money exchanged in Fenway because of it. Dude, everybody was spending their crazy big deals. So, Based on your profession, you seem like you're probably a really nice guy. What does he do? Uh, he works for Boston Children's Hospital. So I'm going to say— I, I bet Dan's friends with the guy who saw the other show, actually. <laughs> either way— I wouldn't be shocked. Dan, that's our take. I'm, I'm sure you're a good to Dan person. I'm curious. I'm sure you're a good person. Patrick Holland, if you had a monster card and a break, is it expected that you tip the breaker? If so, what's the threshold? I that's a good question. I've never heard of someone tipping the breaker. So I pulled some. Uh, I, I've been tipped a number of times, a couple hundred bucks, and they've offered to pay the shipping amount, which would have been hundreds and more for some huge Wander cards and Domingo's cards I pulled back in the day. Never expected. If a breaker ever thinks he should get a tip, it's laughable. Eddie pulled that card that we think is worth $100,000. Mm-hmm. Out of Eddie's own pocket, he is flying his guy out here to hand deliver the card. I don't think he was tipped. I don't think he should be tipped. I don't think any breaker should be tipped. If a customer wants to go above and beyond and tip, fantastic. The greatest tip you're going to receive is to keep spending money there. And on the breaker side, which by the way, Chris Torres says, as a breaker, I say no. I like the response here. So good on you. 
I do, however, though, think it's reasonable. If I pull a card like that, say I pull a $50,000 card. Mm -hmm. Hey, I always pay shipping when it's priority and with signature. It's 12 Mm -hmm. to 15 bucks. I'll cover that. This card probably needs to be overnighted for 150. I'll get you an exact quote. I think you should pay. I think the seller, excuse me, the the buyer mm-hmm. should pay the difference in shipping cost. I, I think that's say, that, I think that's reasonable, but that's my company stance. Hey, I always provide shipping up to priority with a signature. Yeah. I don't want to ship this like that. I don't think that's a smart move. It's going to cost X amount of dollars. Here's an actual quote. I, I'd like, can you kick that in, please? I don't think that's unreasonable. Eddie's going out on his way to fly all the way out, though. Eddie's flying Nick out. Eddie's not traveling at all right now. Oh, that's right. He's not going himself. Um, all right. We, man, we, we got three left. Go. Very long show. Well, we took a 10 minute phone call. I know, but it's already almost at an hour. Um, almost at an hour. 53 minutes since I started recording. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. We took the, we started late. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. You're good. Jared Latigo, you're likely going to cover this, but just wanted to hear your reaction to the history we witnessed last night in the Mavs Suns game. Clearly, zero people saw that coming. Nobody can tell me they expected a blowout. Most people, myself included, thought the Suns were going to win. This was ridiculous. Um, Absolutely insane. Yep. Um, Jeremy Byers, with the date of the national and the outcome of game seven of the Bucks Celtics, congrats, by the way, Mm -hmm. what do you think is the better hunt at the national? Giannis RC slabs or Tatum RC slabs? So, Jeremy, you cannot answer this right now. Does Tatum get swept by the heat? Does Tatum beat the heat, win a finals, finals MVP, and go into the offseason like that? We'll know the answers to that by the national. We don't know any of that right now. How hard does Giannis fall off after this loss, which shouldn't be a lot, but he will fall some. How hard does Tatum fall off the two weeks after the, the show, um, the uh, finals? N- absolutely no way to answer that question right now, Jeremy. Sorry. I saw the, and by the way, I was prepared for the question. However, I, th- I think it's a good question. I think a lot of, a lot of these factors are going to change. So there you go. Mailbag complete. Cool. I like when we get all of them. Yep. So that was our show. Um, again, Thursday, we'll have Mark Feinsand talking some MLB. We've been neglecting baseball. It's been on purpose. Some other things going on that are more important, quite frankly. Uh, we're going to keep pumping it. Card Shop Live. Make sure you check it out. It's a live selling venue. It's awesome. We're going to add more sellers this week. This week's going to be a big event again. Uh, get over there. It's free to download. We trended on the App Store for like 18 minutes. I just saw last week. I got a report from Yahoo.Finance that says that live selling is going is being the new push Oh. And multiple other platforms are going in that direction. So we may have been early to the game. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. So fine stay on Thursday. Mitch, the owner of Bull, one of the owners of Bullpen LA next Thursday. And the following Monday, which would be the 30th, the mojo breaks. At least Doug. I don't know if Doug and Dan are both coming. Okay. But at least one of them. We had a great time with them in Vegas. So that'd be cool. Um, as far as upcoming events, too, just to hit on real quick. June 7th, I will be at Bleecker Trading. I am really going to try to get Jesse to fly in for the day with me. There's I'm flying no in that morning. I'm flying home the next morning. It's in New York. It's an easy flight. You recall the flight we just did at 5 well, I'm a.m. I'm not flying that early. I think it'd be fun if we both went to this thing, though. But if we'll not, see. that's okay. That is Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network powered by Spotify. Uh, we will be back on Thursday because I know that today is Monday. <laughs> no, I pause for a minute. See You're you then. doing bye. so good.